Hello, Fujifilm photographers. This is episode 25 of the Better Fuji Photos podcast. I'm John Peltier. In today's episode, we're going to look at some ways of dealing with high contrast scenes in single exposure photography. So you're not doing any kind of auto exposure bracket to blend a high dynamic range image. How can you deal with that contrast by creating just one exposure? And we're gonna look at that for both raw photography and JPEG photography in this episode. First, I do want to congratulate Rick for winning last month's Reflections Photo Challenge in our Fujifilm Photographer membership. This almost surreal photo of clouds reflecting in water taken out the balcony of a high building really makes you wonder which way is up. It's a great photo, congratulations. This month's photo challenge for July 2023 is juxtapositions. This can be a fun photo challenge contrasting two ideas in a single image. You can read more about that and submit your entry into the Fujifilm Photographer membership, which you can find at photocourses.link slash Fujimembers. If you're not a member, you can use the code POD20 to get 20% off your first three months after a free three-day trial. In that membership, we are also going to hold our monthly webinar on Wednesday, July 19th at 11 a.m. Pacific time. This webinar format is going to be a Q&A. Members can submit questions ahead of the webinar. Try to get those in by Monday, July 17th, and I'll be able to include those in the webinar. We'll also save some time for extra questions at the end. One other announcement, I should have the Fujifilm XS20 tutorial course out by next week, by July 20th. This looks like a really fun new camera, and so this tutorial course is gonna take you through the setup and how to use that camera you can find this tutorial and all of our other Fujifilm camera tutorials at photocourses.link cameras. All of these links will be in the show notes. So let's get into today's episode, dealing with high contrast scenes in Fujifilm cameras. When you have a high contrast scene in front of you, meaning there's a really wide range of tones from really dark shadow areas to really bright highlight areas, there have usually just been two traditional choices for digital photographers and how to handle that high contrast. One is you just accept it. Your photo is gonna have a lot of contrast and you have to choose how you're going to expose for that. Are you gonna to try to cut it down the middle and average for both your dark areas and your bright areas? Or are you going to pull your exposure down so that your bright areas are exposed properly and you have color and texture in those bright areas? Or are you going to push your exposure up so your bright areas are now really bright, almost pure white? However, that gives you color and texture in the shadow areas, those dark areas. The other way some photographers deal with these scenes is to create a bracket of exposures an auto exposure bracket. So you capture at least three exposures. One is exposed for the highlight areas, one is exposed for the midtones, and the third is exposed for the shadow areas. And then you blend all three of those images in computer software, and it gives you a single high dynamic range image that shows color and texture in all of those tonal areas, the shadows, the midtones, and the highlights. Sometimes neither of those options is satisfactory. You may have pieces of that photo in all tonal areas that are important for your photo, meaning you don't want them obscured by really bright light or a total lack of light. 
You want everything exposed properly. However, you can't really create that bracket of images to blend into a high dynamic range image unless you're photographing still life. If anything is moving, that HDR option most of the time is taken off the table. So is there any other way to handle these high contrast scenes in Fujifilm cameras? Fortunately, our cameras do give us several different options to retain this kind of information in a high contrast scene in that wide range of tones. So we're gonna look at different ways of photographing these high contrast scenes. First, looking at raw photographers capturing a single frame and then JPEG photographers who have no desire to post-process photos. How do you handle those high contrast scenes? So let's start with the raw option. Dealing with these high contrast scenes is a lot easier when you have that raw file. You're recording more tonal information than the JPEG. So that's one way to start is just have that raw file that you can deal with in post-processing to retain that wider range of tones but there's a little more to it than that. First of all, you're likely not seeing an accurate depiction of what that raw file is gonna look like if you are using the default camera setup. You're not going to be exposing that raw file correctly, and that's because in the default camera setup as it comes from the factory, that screen is showing you the JPEG preview, and that preview includes things like your film simulation, your tone curve, your color and clarity settings, all of these things can throw off how you choose to expose that image. And that might lead to you not recording as much tonal information as you can. So you're going to wanna see the natural view with all of those picture effects turned off. So depending on which camera you have, it's different from model to model. You're gonna to go to your screen setting menu and look for either natural live view or preview pick effect. Natural live view is the option in most newer cameras. I think starting with the X-T3 and newer, you're going to want to turn natural live view on. Or if you have an older camera, you're gonna be looking for that preview pick effect option. That's again in the screen setting menu and turn preview pick effect off. When those two options are set, which are not the camera defaults from the factory, that's gonna give you closer to what the raw photo is going to look like so that you can more accurately expose that raw photo in order to capture the broadest range of tones possible in a single exposure. Now, despite this being closer to what your raw photo is gonna look like, your raw photo is still going to look slightly different. It's not a completely accurate view of your raw photo, but it's not going to have all of those film simulation settings and tone curves and all of those other image quality settings that can mask what your raw photo is going to look like. So that's the first thing that you can do. Turn natural live view on or preview pick effect off. The second thing that you want to do is what's called exposing to the right. And we're not gonna to get too much into the technical details of why you expose to the right, but the gist of it is, if you can overexpose your photo, expose it to the point where you're not getting any highlight clipping, meaning the brightest parts of your photo are not pure white, but the photo is still exposed 
more than you're going to want that final photo to look like, you're going to be able to record more tonal information if that photo is exposed as much as possible. And again, that's called exposing to the right. And that's really going to help you record that texture and color that is going to be in the shadow areas of the photo. You're going to have more tonal information there. And that can really help in those high contrast scenes. However, because it is a high contrast scene, you have to be really careful with those bright areas. You don't want to clip those highlights. And so you can use the large histogram to help you with this. This is one of those hidden features in Fujifilm cameras. It's not in some of the older cameras, but it is in all of the newer cameras. If you're in shooting mode, so you're looking at the shooting screen, press and hold the display back button until you get to the map of all of your camera controls. Pick a control that you're not using and assign that to the histogram function. Just go into that little submenu where you see the list of available functions and choose histogram. I assign this to the swipe up touchscreen gesture in all of my Fujifilm cameras for consistency. And now when I'm viewing that natural raw view, so I have natural live view on, and I want to expose to the right, increase my exposure as much as possible, I just swipe up on the screen and that's gonna pull up this really large histogram and enable the live view highlight alert, which is going to tell me when those highlight areas are clipped or pure white. And then I just increase my exposure just until that highlight alert starts to blink at me. And then I dial the exposure back down at least a third of a stop. In really high contrast scenes, I might back it down two thirds of a stop. And that's because the live view highlight alert is not completely accurate. I do want a little bit of buffer there. And then I just swipe up again on the screen to turn that large histogram off and then capture the photo. As I mentioned, that larger histogram isn't available in older Fujifilm cameras, but that live view highlight alert is. If you go to your screen setting menu and then display custom setting, you can put a little check mark next to live view highlight alert, and that's gonna flash at you when bright areas are overexposed. Also note that in very, very high contrast scenes, when you have a light source or glare, you may not be able to completely protect all of those areas, all of those highlights. So like if the sun is in your photo or glare off of water or glass or something, that might be white no matter what you do. So increase your exposure so your shadow areas are exposed how you want them, and then just accept that those light sources or that glare are going to be white. If you decrease your exposure so much where now the sun is not clipping, those shadow areas in your photo are just gonna be pure black. So that's kind of a compromise that we have to make when we have those ultra bright areas in these high contrast scenes. So those are some tips for photographing high contrast scenes in a single exposure recording a RAW file. However, one of the main reasons why so many of us love our Fujifilm cameras is for those amazing in-camera JPEGs that we can get straight out of the camera that don't require any processing at all. So how do we handle these high contrast scenes when we don't have those kinds of post-processing options as we do when we're recording the RAW file? 
there's three basic things that I look at, and that's the film simulation, the dynamic range setting, and the highlight and shadow tone settings. So let's start with the film simulation. Remember the film simulation is like your base for all other image quality settings. All of those other tonal and color settings are going to be applied on top of the tonal and color settings of your selected film simulation. So it's really important to consider how your choice of film simulation is going to react to the contrast in that scene. Velvia, for example, is a high contrast film simulation. In a high contrast scene, it's going to add even more contrast, darker shadows and brighter highlights when you select Velvia. So that's gonna make that contrast worse if you're trying to preserve some of that tonal information. Nostalgic Neg, on the other hand, the newest film simulation can really lighten up those shadow areas. It can reveal color and texture in the darker areas of the photo that no other film simulation does. Classic Neg is going to add a lot of contrast to the highlight areas. It'll make those bright areas brighter, but not as much as it will for the shadow areas. So there's all of these different things that go on with the film simulations and how it reacts to that initial contrast. If you wanna learn more about how these film simulations react to contrast, you can check out our free Fujifilm Film Simulations course at photocourses.link slash filmsims. That's gonna take you through all of the tonal and color characteristics for all Fujifilm film simulations. So when you want to retain more tonal areas in high contrast scenes, you want as much shadow, texture, and color, and as much highlight, texture, and color as possible, I'd recommend Eterna if your camera has it, that's a very flat film simulation, or Astia, Astia can retain some of that highlight detail more, uh, or Provia, which is the standard film simulation. If you do have one of those newest cameras, you can also try out Nostalgic Neg, which as I mentioned, can really help reveal color and texture in the shadow areas. You still have some ability to adjust the color, like the tint, the saturation, and additional contrast on top of those film simulations if you just want to tweak them a little bit, but starting with those will help you retain a lot of that tonal information. You'll probably want to avoid the really high contrast film simulations like Classic Neg, Classic Chrome, Velvia, and Eterna Bleach Bypass. After the film simulation, the next thing that I'd look at is the dynamic range setting. Now we talk all about the dynamic range setting in episode nine. One of our earlier episodes, you can go back to episode nine and hear all about the dynamic range setting. But quickly what that does, it's going to pull down the exposure in the highlights in the bright areas while retaining your exposure in the shadow areas. In really high contrast scenes, I would not recommend DR100 or DR Auto. 100 is off, and I find that the auto setting often doesn't kick in when I want it to, meaning it keeps this setting off when I really want it to increase the dynamic range. So you can start with DR200, that's like the mid-level dynamic range setting. It's good for moderate and high contrast. And then go to DR400 if you have really high contrast. 
However, sometimes I find that DR400 can look overly processed, so just experiment with it to see if you like that look. But what you're going to do is just push your exposure up, increase your exposure until your shadows are exposed closer to how you want them, and then toggle between either DR200 or DR400 and see if one of those settings brings down the highlights enough. If it doesn't, you may need to pull down your exposure, make those shadow areas a little bit darker so that those highlights come down more and that'll help out that DR200 or DR400 setting. And as I mentioned, we cover this setting in depth in episode nine, and I'll also link to a corresponding article for the dynamic range setting in the show notes. Fujifilm cameras also offer a dynamic range bracket setting. So if you go to your bracketing, you can select dynamic range as one of those bracketing options, and then it's going to capture a photo with each of the DR settings so that you can choose which one looks best. There's also a dynamic range priority setting, and I'm not really a fan of that because it gives up too much contrast control, so we're not really gonna talk about that in this episode. It takes over control of your highlight and shadow tone settings, which we're going to get into now. Highlight and shadow tones, or the tone curve setting in the new cameras, this lets you add or reduce contrast of your base film simulation selectively in the highlight and or shadow areas. And if you're using the dynamic range setting, it can further reduce highlight contrast. In a really high contrast scene, you probably want to reduce the contrast of that base film simulation. So to do this, you're going to go into your tone curve or your highlight and shadow tone setting and set a negative number for the highlight and or shadow areas. Positive numbers increase the contrast, negative numbers decrease the contrast. And that's what you can do to handle these high contrast scenes. Just beware of overdoing it though. Sometimes if you go to negative two on both the highlights and the shadows, it can give you an image that, again, like DR400, can appear overly processed. So again, experiment with that. Find the highlight and shadow tone setting that reduces that contrast just enough without looking too fake. That's at least my own personal taste. So those three things that we just discussed, the film simulation, the dynamic range setting, and the highlight and shadow tones, those were for handling contrast in a single exposure without blending multiple exposures. And using a combination of those three things can really help you handle high contrast. It can help you retain color and texture in both the shadow areas and the highlight areas when you want to show that. I do just want to briefly mention the high dynamic range setting that is found in newer Fujifilm cameras. There is a drive setting either on a drive dial, if you have a camera with a drive dial, or in the drive menu. So you push that drive button, there's an option there that says HDR. If you have that drive button and you press that drive button and then select HDR, you can also choose an HDR setting. If you have a drive dial with HDR on it, you'll have to do that in the drive setting submenu under the shooting setting menu. And there are different levels of HDR processing in these Fujifilm cameras. What this does is it's going to capture three exposures. 
just like any auto exposure bracket that you would then process in a computer program. However, this processes it in camera. So it's going to take those three exposures and then blend them in the camera for a single high dynamic range JPEG image. So you can experiment with this setting. However, beware that if there is any movement in your frame at all, either in front of your camera or the camera itself is moving, the final blended photo is going to show movement artifacts. You're gonna see what's called ghosting, where the image may not be totally sharp. You may have like a double exposure in those areas where things are moving. But I did just want to bring that up. So those are some ways of handling high contrast scenes in a single exposure in Fujifilm cameras. If you're recording the RAW file, you wanna see what the image looks like without all of the image quality settings applied. And you also want to try to record as much tonal information as possible by increasing your exposure without overexposing your highlights too much. If you're recording the JPEG file, you'll wanna start by checking your film simulation, choosing a film simulation that doesn't have too much contrast, use the dynamic range setting, which we cover in episode nine, and then use the highlight and shadow tone setting to further reduce that contrast. You can also try out the high dynamic range drive option in those newer Fujifilm cameras to get that single JPEG exposure if nothing is moving in your frame. I hope these methods help you create the images that you want to create, go out and practice, and see all of the ways you can handle high contrast scenes in your Fujifilm camera. Thank you for listening to the Better Fuji Photos podcast. If you have any Fujifilm or photography related questions that you'd like to have answered on an episode here, please use the link in the show notes to send those in. Help keep this podcast alive by rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast wherever you prefer to listen. Thanks again, stay creative, and we'll see you in the next episode.